Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. After buzzers, it's a sad day as we bid farewell to one of our favorite gods of the show. That's right. We're taking on season four, episode three of The Magicians. So stick around. You're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Oh, I gotta get used to that. I, I gotta know. get used to that. You don't that. have your special <laughs> introduction. I mean, I can I can make up some crap now. I'm, there you I'm go. not That's really good at that kind That's of fine. stuff. Guys, we're back. Yes. It's that time again. We're talking about season season four, episode three, Bad News Bear of the Magicians, right here on Afterbuzz TV. As always, my name is Ty Matthews. To my left, she's been here since day one. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Adrian Snow. I think I was one who was like, we should do the Magicians After Show. Hi, guys. Probably. <laughs> That's how far back it goes. <laughs> Gone by so quickly. Uh, and she will be uh, hitting us with that God of the Week later on in the episode. So stick around for that. Yeah. You're not going to want to miss it. Over on the other side of the table, you find, you've seen her on this very network talking about South Park, talking about SNL, all sorts of stuff. She'll be manning the chat as we go along. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Steph Sabrock. Yes, what's up, guys? Excited to talk about this episode. Of course, of course. And to Steph's left, our, our, our newest member of the panel, or I guess it's the same level of newness as Steph. <laughs> You've seen him on the network talking about Westworld. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Nate Miller. I feel so hyped, Ty. <laughs> it's my pro wrestling background. I That's what it. it is. I love it. So I am ready to get in the ring. Let's yeah. talk some magicians. Ooh. Man, and I was just so sad before I got in here, too. It's <laughs> completely flipped, 180. I tried oh. to do a small homage to you at the very end of the episode where I talked like you. But... Is that what I do? Yeah. <laughs> and now it comes out. <laughs> uh, but we're going to be tackling... All sorts of stuff that happened in this episode later on. We're going to be talking about our new pal Frankie. We're going to be talking about the monster and the very violent deeds that he carried out. uh, As well as, like I said, our God of the Week. But let's start out with our new friend Frankie. What do you guys think of of this character? Oh, I love Frankie. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty chill, super, you know, just happy-go-lucky-lucky type of dude. What do you guys think? I like how they showed the luckiness stuff and, like, I like how that all played out. Mm-hmm. Like, I agree with you. I think he was really cool. I hope we get to see more of him, mm-hmm. and I think that we will, because mm-hmm. that, again, like, they showed us a lot about the Dewey and what that means and the New World Order stuff. Um, so him getting that amount of coins from this as well, like, I'm, I feel pretty confident that he, he's going to come back with something going on. Hopefully. What do you think, Steph? I loved him. Right? I feel like everyone needs a friend like him. <laughs> I was thinking that so the entire time. I'm like, damn, like he really knows it. But I also like how it showed a different aspect of magic. We've never played with luck. Right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I was so afraid because not only was he so lucky, but he was so charming and so likable. I thought for sure he's not surviving this episode. Uh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Or he's gonna like that. cross them like right. really bad or something because yeah. there is that thing too of like yes he and Penny know each other but it's not this Penny and it's not his friend so like mm-hmm. it could go 
it could either go way, wrong. but yeah, exactly. That interaction of them talking about like, oh, I thought you died. Oh, die you! I thought you died. Only <laughs> <laughs> the magician. Another, yeah. another, another, uh, another reality, huh? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. cool. <laughs> I know. I think that's one of the things that I loved about uh, about Frankie is just how sort of like just nonchalant he yeah. was about everything. Yeah. he fits perfectly into like the characters that we've already met in the world that's established. Like mm. it was, it was just great. Exactly, and I think like you said, the the way that they sort of explain his luck because mm-hmm. he doesn't actually say it outright until way later in the episode yeah. but you start picking it up as you know like the publisher's clearinghouse people are at the, the door sneakers basically. For, for, for life <laughs> right. even and just when he drives up in the Lambo and it's got like a bow on it yeah. it's like, like he just got <laughs> it okay yeah. who's carrying his bear Who's here? Oh, well, that's he a said good point. that he's just at this point encrusted with oh, it. Yeah. So okay. he doesn't right. really need the bear anymore. Is he a leprechaun? So much. <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> we have Santa well Claus and now the leprechaun. He probably could. Maybe. I mean, I mean they didn't expressly say that he was human. Right. But. And I feel like in. In the magicians, in a show like this, it would be the kind of thing where it's like, no, we're not all short. No, we're not, we don't all have red hair. No, yeah. we're not all from Ireland. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can see that. I like that. Uh, but so let's talk about that. About this whole kind of um, subplot of the episode with Frankie, with the bear, with Quentin, with Julia. Um, what did you guys think? I we saw a lot of like physical comedy mm-hmm. from this like comedy of errors with Quentin and the bad news bear. What did you guys think of that? I mean, I love whenever they do heist, mm. so I'm I'm always here for them robbing banks and and going undercover. And I yeah, I appreciated it. I, I liked that uh, we got to see the whole snake coming out of the toilet. And... <laughs> right, that's what I mean. Like this episode felt so kind of slapsticky, yeah. compared to a lot of others that we've well, seen. Well, just that part of it, because the uh, other parts of the episode were kind of darker and more serious. But just to get them that kind of levity, especially after reintroducing. Uh, uh, Nigel Elliot mm-hmm. to the group, Elliot. Monster Elliot right. to the group. Uh, it was nice to kind of be like, oh, eh, we're not going to push you like too hard right now. Let's just, <laughs> right. you know, have this, some fun. Yeah, exactly. This episode's going to go to some dark places. So, yeah. as you know, on the flip side, let's see. Like Quentin at one point does a straight up just pratfall, just like a straight up right. vaudeville, like whoa, whoa, whoa. yeah. And, and and again, like like what you said, like it was I. From a writing perspective, I just love how they were able to lighten it up and incorporate mm-hmm. that. But at the same time, it was really effective in showing the way that the magic was actually working. Like yeah. the way that they cut that so that every time, okay, it's working in your favor, boom, what's happening to Quentin? Yeah. And there's something happening. Oh, and it works the other way too. If we see Quentin fall, then they cut back and now they've got the coin. So, yeah. like, great way to visualize that story and that characterization while mm-hmm. also like keeping the energy and the pace going. Like, I am loving the season in terms of pace. They're just doing a great job. Yeah. The writing is so good. I still feel like the show's underrated in a lot of ways. Absolutely. Uh, But I am worried. I'm glad they kept it light with Quentin, but I think we're definitely going to find out obviously what happens with the phone call. Sure. I don't think that's the end of the bad news, and that's why when he got the bear, I was like, I, I feel like we knew leading up there was something going on with his dad, and yeah. then he got the bear thrown. Well, he did say, and they did reference it in the opening, that you know his cancer was tied to magic. So when there was no magic, he was in remission. Mm-hmm. Right. And magic returned. Right. And, that's, and they haven't touched on that at all back. this season since yeah. the magic's been turned on. So yeah. it's been kind of like a lingering question that hasn't been dealt with because he's been Brian. Yeah. So now that he's not Brian anymore, now it needs to be dealt with. Yeah. Right. And I think the the device of that of that phone call and of that voicemail, I think, um, 
gave us a, a pretty good insight into into Quentin's mentality and into his headspace because what I feel and what I sort of interpreted is that whatever was on that voicemail I don't think was affected at all by the luck, you know? Yeah. Like, I think deep down he knew what was happening whether he had good luck or bad luck. Mm-hmm. And he just, like, it was just that sort of almost superstition, you could call it, you know, that he just didn't want to, didn't want to make it real. Yeah, and then there's something that the question I thought about is just, so even though they were different people, did it change their entire, the other people who knew them's life, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So... Is there something where, like, do were they missing Quentin this whole time? Like, was there the assumption, or did they just not believe they ever had a son, Quentin? You know, that's a good so, point. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, I guess we don't really know the intricacies of the yeah, yeah. how that yeah. spell works. Yeah, because if that's the case, then I mean, then that would be like, how many times have they attempted to call him? Right. <laughs> well, and, and I think yeah. I when when you first said that, I think I took it the exact opposite way. I took it as like. What happened to the people that knew Janet or Brian or Isaac, you know? Mm. Like, Janet worked at a publication where yeah. people knew her as Janet. What do they What do they think happened to her? Yeah, I don't know. I, don't uh, think, I, didn't really I wonder if they addressed that or if we are... Or if or we're just, po- just poking like, holes. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a valid question sure. because yeah. they established this whole magazine in this, like... And that's the real world. It's not like they're in, like, a pocket dimension or anything. Mm. Um, so I don't know. I wonder if if... if if that will be addressed, I, my gut tells me no. I think right. we're more or less it, done with the illusion spell stuff. I think it might be possible that even their jobs were part of the illusion spell. So once oh, that's for broken, sure. so but even the that, people then, in them, interesting, may not. I'm mean, not that they uh, are illusions themselves, but that whatever illusion they were living in is now gone as well. So they might have been taken from All right, their I think we're getting life. really deep now. This, this is getting me into like back to the future territory. This is like Inception territory. Right, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Have you guys ever ever heard that like that sort of uh, angle of back to the future? That. We're like, okay, so so spoiler alert for anyone that hasn't seen Back to the Future came out in 1985. Tough shit. Um, Seriously? It's at, been 30 years. At the, end of, <laughs> at the end of the film, you know, Marty, he fixed everything, and he goes back, and he has, like, this, like, brand new life, mm-hmm. and, he's, and he's kind of new to everything. But in that timeline, like, what was he doing up until that point? Uh, like, a lot of people's theories that he was just, like, this dead-eyed sort of, like, clone moving through this timeline <laughs> as he was changing it in the other well, timeline. Well, that's, no, because you... Yeah. Well, because when he came into that timeline, and this is... Fuck, this is going on but too much of a tangent. When he came into that timeline, that version of him was brand new to everything. Like, he was but reacting was to it in real time. It's also about... To him. Yeah, it's also about those memory settings. So, um, right. if you want to go into the Flash territory... Oh, boy. When... Right, I think we're well, I like it. Side tangent, real quick. No, real quick. But when Barry does the exact same thing and goes and changes his timeline, the the main issue is that his memories are starting to reset. So uh-huh. he's starting to forget his uh, previous timeline and remember only the current timeline. All so right. that's something that could have happened. Like they just didn't touch on in Back to the Future. Back to the magicians. <laughs> I love it. Uh, over the course of, of this kind of uh, corner of the episode, Julia mm-hmm. didn't have as much, nearly as much to do as she as she usually does. She's just sitting around pouting. Oh, I can't do magic. <laughs> right. She didn't, I mean, I went to break bills. This is a common <laughs> still thing can't do though, magic. with Julia, where they won't know what to do with her for a few episodes, mm. and then they'll give her something ridiculously epic to deal with. And so I'm cool with it. If they want to like put her on the sidelines, because I know eventually they're probably going to mess up her life. Again. I agree with you. I'm cool so. with it too. It just it did feel kind of weird. And with how the episode ended, I understand it. 
understand it. Wow. Uh, <laughs> somebody needed to be there for Quentin, and yeah. Drew is the one who that needs to be. Yeah. But if it was me, I would have just had her arrive like after and be like, "Hey, what's going on?" And mm-hmm. then talk to Quentin because. Like you said, like I, I clearly there's something planned for her, mm-hmm. but I'm with him. Like it felt, it felt, it just felt weird with her. Some of the scenes in this episode is like everyone else is mm-hmm. is killing it. Right, like, characters are evolving. Mm-hmm. People are making like uh, Katie and her decision with all that stuff. Like I was like, wow, that's a interesting step for her Definitely. character after all the stuff yeah. that she's been through. Even with Penny and him being another alternate, like mm-hmm. that's a different character arc. Mm-hmm. And now Julia is just kind of back to just being Julia, which is not bad. Right. But it's just in in comparison to all of the character changes yeah. and stuff that we've seen and like the weight of what Quentin's going through, mm-hmm. she's just like I'll touch it. the bear. Right. Oh, I can't. But I think it's also nice to remind the audience that the story started with Quentin and Julia. I was just thinking yeah. that. Sure. And so that's been our introduction and their and their friendship was such a big part of season one and getting them through break bells and getting her through being a hedge witch and that's just the separation of their friendship so bringing them back together it's just a nice touch because we don't get to see them that much I mean ever like we didn't see them together pretty much all of last season either so right but I get it you know she she doesn't have much to do but I mean Give her a break. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think I would have. I would have liked to see so more, much. more behind why exactly she couldn't handle the bear. Like that, that kind of comes and goes real, real quick. Well, it has to be the god power, right? So right, right. It, but I think, yeah, I, I, I think I would have liked to see more of how Frankie kind of interacts with that information, yeah. more, like mm-hmm. more, more so than just like, hey, I can't tell you. Okay, it doesn't work. Okay, give it to you. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, what do you think, Seth? Of Julia's position yeah. in this, yeah. I am with I com- with Adrian. I completely mm-hmm. agree that I want Quentin and Julia's relationship to be more at the forefront. I've always thought that there was way more to be developed because all we knew was that they had been best friends for their entire lives, mm-hmm. but we never got to actually see it. Right, and I think that now that Alice is kind of not really the Alice that we originally knew, there's yeah. more place for Julia. Yeah. Wait, yeah. what does that mean? Like she's like romantically? No, no. I'm saying oh, there's okay. more place for Julia and Quentin to be teamed oh, up because Alice is completely gotcha. solo. Now yeah, I understand. Yeah. No, I'm not shipping them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do. I think to that point, that's one of the things that I liked about the show is that they sort of they didn't really give a lot of of time to that because mm-hmm. it wasn't really important. You know, like these are best friends. Yeah, there was a little bit of tension at one point, but now <laughs> a little bit, right? Exactly. <laughs> but I think the the show kind of moved on sort of yeah. quickly from that. Um, as we will do, but guys, before we move on to our next topic, we just wanted to say thank you for making us the ESPN of TV talk. But for us to continue to grow, we could use your help. So if you're on YouTube right now, go ahead, hit that thumbs up button one time, subscribe, and if you're on iTunes, you know what it is. Give us a five-star rating if you're nasty, you know. Uh, <laughs> but no matter where you are, leave us a comment so you can get involved in this conversation. Being a part of AfterBuzz has meant so much to the four of us, and we truly appreciate you supporting us in doing what we love. Now, don't forget to tell your friends and keep on enjoying your shows. Yeah. Or else. (laughs) That's a threat. We We are the library. We take enjoyment very seriously, guys. Uh, This is the new world order of after shows. (laughs) Exactly. But I think, yeah, those theories like we were talking about, multiverse theory, all that sort of stuff, that's such interesting territory. So if you have theories on that, hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on Instagram. Tell us your theories. Hit us up in the chat. Stuff's got it going on right now. Uh, We'll talk about it. Let's talk about uh, Penny and Katie and kind of their half 
of of this scenario, Wait, their heist. Before we keep going, though, sure. can we just take it way back to Marina making a um, Dungeons & Dragons reference? Did she? She said lawful good. Oh, interesting. That's okay. Dungeons and Dragons reference. All the, right? all the it's alignment. not my forte. But <laughs> it is, yeah. Yeah. It's, I was uh, like, appreciate you. Alignment is kind of expanded beyond... Those kind of games, but yeah, I would I would like to see yeah what the it would probably be pretty easy to identify who who fits where in oh, terms yeah. of the alignment chart. Um, of the another they actually got rid of that oddly enough in the Did newest edition, really? yeah, because yeah. it was limiting players too much and like because it's a game about choice. But then if you anyways, that's I whole feel like people could still be slotted into one of those. They just kind of simplified it more and made it sure. less rigid. Uh, yeah. It's still fun to do with characters on your favorite show. Yeah, I did a web series um, where we played actual Dungeons and Dragons. I want to say, uh, before we move on, really quick about Julia, I forgot. She did, She when uh, Quentin is like asking about Alex, or I'm sorry, Alice, Alice, and she's like, oh, you mean the one that betrayed us? That was the best Julia part in this episode for me, where she was, that was a little bit of her shining through, and that also tells me she's not over that. She's uh, still, everyone yeah. else is kind of like freaking out at everything else that's going on, and she's like, Alice. Oh, you mean the one who betrayed us? The one who was, <laughs> this is all her fault? She Alice? was sassy. Even to Dean Fogg this episode, I loved what yeah. she gave to him. I was oh, like, for yes. sure. She yeah. doesn't have any of her powers, and it's both of their fault. She's a freaking goddess. I'd be pissed, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. We'll we'll talk about, about Dean Fogg a little bit more as you go on. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about this kind of heist that Penny and Katie uh, yeah. have going on. You know, Quentin, he got the, the, the bad news bear. He's kind of stuck with that for the mm-hmm. episode. But Penny and Katie, in their magnificent disguises... Uh, are on the other side of the coin. Magnificent. It's painful to look at. No, the one wig I was kind of with. I'm not going to lie. Sure. (laughs) I can see that. Yeah, no, I'm with you. With the dress, with the the shiny velvet. Definitely not the outfit. It's so funny because, like, obviously they dress them on the show. Yeah. But, like, normally everybody is so well-dressed, even, like, the extras. And you can tell that they were trying to make it purposely look bad, but, man, did it stand out. With with Penny's big old mustache. Penny's so bad. That tracksuit. Oh, man. I mean, that's what they were going for. So, great job. And then as soon as they walk in, the first guy that hits them up, have you ever thought about modeling? (laughs) I love that. Lucky. Um, Now, I forgot. We will circle back around to this. You know, we kind of jump all over the place. I want to talk a little bit more about the push game that we saw in this episode oh, yeah. because yeah. I wanted to touch on that and kind of the the idea of like magical cheating versus just straight up human sleight of hand. How did you guys react when he asked them like, oh, are, are, any, are you guys like into card games? What does he say? Are you guys like good at cards? I laughed so hard before they, before they even cut to Quentin. I was oh. like, all right, you know where this is of going. Of course. Yeah. All that time spent with those cards. Exactly. How's right. my chance? That's how he knew he actually had magic, is that he could actually do... Right, right, right. Uh, Steph, what did, what did you think about this whole thing, about the, the push game and everything? I loved it. I thought mm. this was a really cool scene. And I, I love when they take us to a different kind of world. We see that with the hedge witches, and now we're seeing this with kind of poker witches, I guess you'd right. say. Uh, and I thought it was such a good time, because I... You could tell in the way Quentin was talking, especially to Marina, that he was w- ready to like reclaim that leadership role, the one that ties them all together. Mm-hmm. And this was the perfect time because he's been kind of, um, he was the one dealing with evil Elliot mm. for so long. Right. So yeah. he's kind of taken aback the first two episodes. Yeah. I liked the, the when the second guy lost and he gave him the cufflinks and he said those killed Bobby yeah. Darren. I was like, jeez. <laughs> <Yikes. laughs> 
All righty then. Was Let that... me go Google Bobby Darren again. <laughs> no, no, I, remember I, I did that too. I remembered, I remembered who Bobby Darren was, but I wasn't sure if that was a reference. That's the to Under the Sea guy, right? Yes, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Sea, Dream Lover, all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I wasn't sure if the cufflinks were a reference to something or not. Got that we didn't on Bob, catch. Bob What's that? That we didn't catch from exactly, before. exactly. Yeah. Um, but I've I've always been so fascinated with in this world how magic affects uh, things like games or sport. Mm. We saw early on in the show um, that kind of human chess. You know, early on. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. With Quentin exactly again, overpowering and and so I think yeah, I was so fascinated with like by the end of the game, by the end of the third round, when Quentin deliberately uses up all the magic in the room mm-hmm. and then just resorts to just straight up like an, an ace up the sleeve. Yeah, yeah. And I hate to be nitpicky, sure. but the writing is so good in some of these parts, mm. and then. And then they wrote that line where the guy goes, you used up all the magic. There is no better way to convey that than to have him literally just say it. Come on. No, I like, feel you. I mean, it's for the people who Maybe watch I just the watched the episode too many times. The but, like, every time he says that, I'm like, oh, It's a little on the like, He's actually kind of a cool yeah. badass. With right. His, like, all the characters he played, like, I liked. Mm-hmm. Well, somebody brought up a really good point to me a long time ago about how a lot of television is written for people who aren't fully focusing. So oh, I see. sometimes yeah. you need people who, this like, if they're be, looking uh, down, they need to hear it. They go, oh, okay. This would be a tough it. show to have on in the yeah, background. Yeah, but like, <laughs> no more, like the first 15 minutes of most shows, not a lot happens, or at least network shows, mm-hmm. so that a person can jump in late mm-hmm. and, and, and not still be, be a big deal. Yeah. 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 So, I, I I try to give people like <laughs> sure. a little bit of leniency sometimes, but I'm like, that's a bit on the nose. But I get it. I I'm a it. I'm a guilty of that. I am notorious for playing video games on one screen and having some other show on the other oh, screen. Of course. But a good show will force you to stop to watch the visual cues so you get engaged. It, it, it will. Right. That's why I loved Westworld so much because mm. I had to put my phone down. If I pick my phone up, I had yeah. to stop. You lost and this show, it, yeah. sometimes it's like that, sometimes it's not. But especially yeah. with like some of the magic and action scenes, like I gotta I gotta watch. I gotta yeah. pay attention. Yeah, exactly. But those lines are for people who. Or we're doing the getting Ooh. up and doing this. It's, yeah. you know, it's about dishes it. time in that part of the episode too. Yeah. So. yeah, subtle little plug, y'all. Once you're done with this episode, go check out Nate's other episodes of the Westworld after show. <laughs> See what you really he's talking about. Want some diatribes? Um, now let's let's jump back into uh, to yeah to Penny to Katie mm-hmm. that whole kind of approval process. Gavin. Uh, yes, Gavin. Gavin. <laughs> exactly. I was trying to remember what the hell his name was. Thank you. Yeah, I had to go. I had to IMDb it. <laughs> I like, Sometimes you got to do that. Old magician. What's his name? Right. <laughs> Exactly. He's not old, but you know what I mean. But uh, but yeah, they just they keep and I love that that game of heightening that the the luckier they get, the unluckier yeah. Quentin gets, and vice versa. Or if he puts down the bear for even a second, then their luck can fall, and yeah. so it's like oh crap, this so he stressful. Let go of the bear. Yeah, that was a really interesting way to kind of ratchet up that tension in the yeah. scene. Did you guys ever think that they were just straight up going to get denied? Yeah. No. When no? he dropped the bear the first time, well, because for the past. A few episodes, the past two episodes, all they've been doing is kind of not really winning. There hasn't been any plot movement, which I really wanted it to. Not plot movement. There hasn't been any, like, they haven't found a way around things. And sure. this one, I really wanted them to, but I got worried then that they would have to find another way. Well, I think it caught by the library. I mean, they have a bounty that are alive, right? So that's by the McAllister's. McAllister's. But I assume that even if they get caught by the library, that they would still probably kill them. And right. they'd be like, sign this contract for your afterlife in the library. 
because they're jerks like that. Right, yeah. Such jerks. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so eventually they they get a hold of those Deweys. They pay off Marina. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get one once we get to predictions later on in the episode. We'll get to what happens with Marina. Can we just talk about though the Dewey decimal system being like yeah. Dewey being a great magician. Have any of you had to deal with the Dewey decimal system? He is system? the most famous librarian that ever. And crappy <laughs> system. <laughs> That you cannot figure out. If I was in a library recently, which is why I'm annoyed. Because I was like, <laughs> I was gonna say, how I, does this make any sense? How? What? I'm not a librarian, so clearly, yeah. I whatever. wish they it, were it called makes Bush. Sense. Bushes, <laughs> right? They're like bushes uh, didn't quite stick. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I wonder why. <laughs> I like, but I, I like that they call that out. Like, I think you're being generous with the term famous yeah. when they call Melville Dewey the most famous hey, librarian. I know the Dewey Decimal System. Well, right? if you're over the age of 29, 20, I don't know. I know you youngins probably don't know the Dewey Decimal System anymore because do you, you think? don't have to. Tweet us. Let I'm us assuming know. Let that us you know don't. If you're they a young teach person. In they still teach do it? They? Yeah. I mean, probably not in like elementary school, but when you go to like a real library, they still use it even though they have the if you were computer. Born, for everything before 2004. <laughs> like, okay, you may not know what the Dewey Decimal is. Sure, sure, sure. Or after, you, I after. don't think you have to know it the same way we had to know it. Like, you have no, to go, yeah, and we like had to like actually pull out the it. paper yeah, and then no. walk around. You probably just know what it is, you know, you, you don't know don't of it, it, but yeah. you haven't had to actually in- experience it. I thought that was a, annoyance. a nice touch. Of course, the librarians get in charge of it and then they name it after. Dewey. So. Right, right, right. It's like our coins. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I liked seeing uh, Penny kind of pull off the almost sort of like pickpocket part, you know, where he's sort of like, he's charming the woman on the street to get to her black card. Who was yeah. like an exotic... She was a 70s porn star. Uh, yes, exactly. And so many words. porn star. Yeah. Apparently it's doing very well for her, too, because she's got a black card. Yeah, right? <laughs> Maybe that was her magic. Maybe she was the chicken deep throat and that was her magic. It's a whole other discipline of magic that Brinkville's does, does not cover. Deep throats. Not Watergate. Incredible. The porn. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I like that and seeing seeing Frankie kind of use one of those old school like credit card things yeah. to dupe, dupe oh, yeah. the card. Oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. I, so yeah, like like we all said, hopefully we see more of Frankie as the season goes on. We're talking about the Dewey Decimal System. We're talking about libraries. Let's jump back to the library <laughs> with Alice and St. Nick. Yes. What did you guys think of, of their kind of escape plot? So does the library not have like Reg- I knew you were gonna do this. What Cameras. regular locks <laughs> on the door? Oh, no, it's just has to be magic. Like there's a lock on the door. You can't use both, just in case. You would think exactly. That's kind of uh, what I thought. Like it would be a real lock augmented by magic. Well, probably because they assume that they could they could figure out a way to unlock the real lock. So they reinforce it with magic, and then they just get lazy and then just don't lock the real lock because they're like, well, they can't get out of the magic anyway. Right. But I mean, clearly, I'm the librarians for... are not jailers. This is not their natural thing because they're mean, not good at it. They seem pretty keen. I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. Right. The jail design obviously is terrible, but um, all that magic and you still give them like an American jail cell, right? It's like, <laughs> yeah. They seem the keen civility. to uh, right, right, right. They seem keen to sign people up for 
lifelong contracts. So oh, I, I feel yeah, like they might paperwork. demonic probably have uh, quite a few people. And they had they had well, Santa Claus locked up. So I feel like they weren't the Santa only Claus? two. I feel he like rode away on a sleigh with reindeer. But there was a part in the preview where he said, "I'm not not like Santa Claus He's or Santa something Claus. like that." Right? Yeah. He yes. goes up the chimney. Yeah. Someone <laughs> said though in the chat last yes. week, "Is it cramp? Like, could he be Krampus?" Whoa. Well, that's what we're I mean, talking about. Basically, the same thing. Yeah, that's that, the point. Well, is that, Krampus is the evil version. Yeah, like, Krampus is like well, a half goat that like abducts children, and which I mean, sure, there are parallels, overlaps in that. No, it's the same thing. It's, it's that thing of where the, the it's he started as a like a scary story to tell kids, yeah. and then eventually it changed because it's much easier to market. Uh, a happy jolly guy. Who I am not. Before we get tweets that. about this, let me go on record. I do not think they're the same thing. Oh, are because you, we are going. Are to you get trying to defend things. Santa Claus? Right? I don't real think. talk. Saint Nick, Santa Claus, and Krampus are all the same. It all comes from the same mythology. mythology. Yeah. They it's they might come the from the same, same mythology. Story. I'll give you that. I'll give you oh, that. Boy. Anyway, it went from <laughs> I steal your children and eat them to. I give your children coals if they're bad to I give your kids gifts and if they're bad I give them coal and also at one point it was if your kids are bad then I steal them yeah and then like so it's all kind of it's all dark it's all dark and now you know Coca-Cola is what the the Santa Claus we know now is because of Coca-Cola yeah and there's also a reason why if you look at Santa Claus mythology around the world. It's very, very different in America versus, like, in, in you know, a little bit of Canada, too. But mm. on the rest of the world, most of those stories are not super pleasant. Yeah. Sure. We'll do a Saint Nick out of the week. <laughs> yes. So we yes. can get in on it. We'll get into that. Yeah. Um, I wonder if he's going to count as a god. I mean, he I don't care. It's my special segment. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do what I want. <laughs> yes. I like it. <laughs> no, I like it. But I, what, so what did you guys think of the idea of using the anti-magic paint on the magic lock? I mean, it was savvy, but it was also, you know, convenient. Mm. Plot convenient. We talked about this. Like the tube of magic? I thought it was clever. I thought it was clever. Yeah. Steph, what did you think? I thought it was clever. It was another way to show... I think this episode did a really good job of showing what each character's capabilities are. Uh Hers is being creative and figuring it out. Even without magic. Mm -hmm. Right. Busting a MacGyver. Because I wouldn't have thought... Because, of course, they would have paint that blocks magic. Of course, they would have magic locks. I I would never think to combine those two in that way. I liked it. Thought it was resourceful. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're, they're, they're going around. They're, they're finding uh, the rest of the gang's books. Uh, St. Nick finds his book. Find out that the librarians are, are planning on filling in the rest of the endings. Uh, yes. Mm. So while they're... They, they've taken the books to fill them in because now they have the blank spot removed. So I guess they're mm. about to discover that... They have their memories back. Mm. So, mm. right. How convenient! And then of all Alice the books gets taken, stored right next to each other, and for a note to be left saying well, exactly where they right, are. Right, right. Well, because they're clearly hunting them. Like, even though they they know the dean has protected them, there's also it's weird because clearly McAllister knows that they are different people, right? I think. But it's then they part put of, a bounty out well, on them I think, at the same time. I feel like they. I feel like I mean maybe I need to go back and rewatch, but I feel like like the whole spell thing was Fogg's way of saying like don't kill them, mm-hmm. I'll make them not be a problem and forget mm-hmm. about the thing, sure. and then you don't have to worry about them. But then they put a bounty on them out, a bounty on them, even though he did that. So there's because Marina said the whole reason that she took them in is because there was a bounty on them, mm-hmm. and she assumed that That's they were right. Fogg's mm-hmm. kids. So it's a little confusing because at the end of season four, Gavin, McAllister, library check whose name I've forgotten, 
and Dean Fogg uh-huh. were all there. Heidi? Zelda. Zelda. There we go. Uh, I was like, something like that. You got it. Uh, we're all together. So the, there's conflicting things happening. If mm. they have a bounty out for them, if the librarians are willing to capture them, there's just... Maybe it's only if they remember yeah. themselves will they will they. Do well, something. we've seen a McAllister. I wouldn't be surprised for her to say, "Yeah, fine, I'll leave them alone," and then turn to the black magic market and be like, "Hey, there's a bounty for these guys if you can find them." Right. Yeah, true. So, so Steph, as you mentioned, uh, Alice gets taken, mm-hmm. um, which I had on my first watch through, I had completely forgotten about that. So I'm glad I watched it a couple times. Like, oh yeah, she yeah. got abducted yeah. at the end of this whole thing. Uh, Saint Nick wants her to make a run for it, but of course, being the the uh, the good friend that she is, she sticks around to collect the rest of the books, and Santa Claus flies off. On his and we finally sleigh. see how he gets at that chimney, yo. Pushes his <laughs> nose. And then that does something. Does something. And he's able to get up there. You know, people <laughs> used to die trying to be Santa Claus in their chimney. So were the Real reindeers story. just like chilling on the roof? Just they must just come when he calls. He, you know, presses that nose. He's got that sort of like Red Dead Redemption. Like he can just whistle, just whistle and they just come. From no distance. Yeah. Right? No matter how far away. Exactly. Oh, Red Dead. Oh, Arthur Miller, I love you. You're not real. <laughs> so but. good. Um, now, real quick, so yeah, we've, we've spent a lot of time on that. Let's talk about, about Josh and Margot and Bacchus and and the the monster that is in Elliot's body. Nigel Elliot. This whole thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Steph, what did you think about him hunting Bacchus as as he is kind of emulating Ember? Uh, it's so. I mean, it makes sense. It's rap, It's we're figuring out more about him, but it was my favorite scene of the entire episode, mainly because I think Margot is just Super Saiyan mode right now and leveling up to what she needs to be. And when she said, "Start acting like a real pussy and take one for the team," I was like, "Yes, <laughs> it's exactly what you need to do." Because even though it seemed really harsh, I didn't want Bacchus to die. Mm. There's no. There was no other way. He would have killed all of them, and even if. The potion or the dust. The ambrosia. The ambrosia worked on him for a little bit. He would have come back and slaughtered them. So yeah. it's better to make a deal. Sure. Yeah, and Bacchus is kind of a douche. Like, yeah, whatever. Kind of. <laughs> like, he wears, like, fuzzy. He's a nice enough guy. He's a he's club kid like, from the 90s. <laughs> he's still impersonating somebody else and telling and, like, flooding Fillory with heroin and kind of killing everyone accidentally because he's a party kid and you know you know party kids I did forget about that party part. too hard. All right, that's fair that's fair, that's fair. <laughs> like, um, but what did you guys think about Margot kind of going to that place where she threatens to give the ambrosia to all of his followers mm-hmm. like sort of just to kind of strong arm Josh into killing his friend well that's Margot I think she's no I think I mean the way I took it is she's kind of flirting with the dark side a little bit mm-hmm. more than she like she's always been kind of abrasive but not outright um, sacrificial, evil. maybe. Yeah, sure. yeah like I, think I don't think it's building. evil because I think she had good intentions, yeah. but I do think that it is more drastic for her than we've seen her character before. And I think, mm-hmm. especially given the conversation that she has with Elliot about like uh, we're both good and bad friends, like mm-hmm. I, I, to me, this is foreshadowing her making you know doing something that is drastic for yeah. the right reasons to try and save Elliot because yeah. she cares about him so much. Right. Um, but I think that she's gonna go. She's going to cross a line, which may, she may not be able to take back, or something like that. But I to mean, me, I was I was yeah. kind of surprised. I get that, but Alice, the sweetest of the sweets at the beginning of, of season one, or you know, well, sweetest of the sweets, she was kind of standoffish. Mm. I get it, girl. I've been there. Um, but she straight up killed a bunch of people to the point where we don't even know everything that she did because she won't talk about it. So yeah, if, that wasn't her. 
Right. Yeah. Oh, but it was her. But that was that was a no, niffin and her. and it was a was that this Alice or was that what um, sure it one was from it was timeline? a no it was no, this, this Alice, Alice. Okay, it was no, this yeah. Alice without her shade. I'm thinking of the Alice with that, with, that was missing an arm. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, what yeah, niffin yeah. power is. Is basically like all magic and you without mm. your shade. Sure. So, but she still did it. And there was even, uh, you know, they alluded to, even when she came back to being regular Alice, that she wasn't, you know, she didn't really, same, yeah. yeah, she didn't really mind some of the things that she did when sure. she was Niffin Alice. She still loves so, bacon. I like that. I like when people go dark. As long as they don't go, like, scandal dark and everybody kills somebody and then you're like, God, just jail them all. Right. So as long as they don't go like that. Right, cool. right. She can so. be a little dark. So yeah, so eventually Josh has to sell out his friend, uh, gives Bacchus the ambrosia, and we get a very, very grotesque death scene as mm. as the 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 monster takes takes what it was that was taken from him. A heart? But like, I, think, I think it's a piece. I think all I think the it gods was a have it was something. It was very round. Yeah, yeah, I think all the gods have a piece of his okay. maybe like full form. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's prediction. And so we get yeah we get the part where where Margot says whatever it is to a fairy eye it's like staring into the sun. Yeah. Yeah, which I liked because I kept wondering and a lot of the people in the chat I know were wondering what the heck is her fairy eye going right. to be capable of like what's mm-hmm. it going to see and so it's proving useful. Exactly. Yeah. So we'll get to that in our predictions. But for now, is Adrian Snow? Yeah. What's up? It's God of the week time. You want to hit us with a God of the week? Disappointed! <laughs> oh, good. I love that. Anyways, uh, so this week on God of the Week is Bacchus, a.k.a. Dionysus, a.k.a. Son of Jupiter, and Samil. Samil, I'm saying that wrong probably, I don't really care, Samile, mm-hmm. uh, was a human who was tricked by Juno to ask to see Jupiter's true form. When she did this, the sight of Jupiter burned her alive and he took I guess the fetus I didn't get the full story I was kind of like this doesn't seem complete (laughs) of Bacchus and placed it in his thigh and birthed him nine months later oh my and so before Bacchus got promoted to full time Olympian he was the god of wine and ivy or vines and twirling ivy. So he would go and he would help people grow their vineyards and teach people how to grow wine. He's also the god of fertility. And he's mainly known as, like, the god of partying. Like, that's how people think of when they think of Pacas. They think of, like, orgies and all that kind of stuff. And wine. If you don't think of orgies, well, now you know. Now you're never going to not think of him unless <laughs> he's an orgy. Uh, he also became the 12th Olympian, which means that he was just, I guess, like, almost like a child of a titan. Now, if you're talking about Dionysus, which is the Greek form then he would be the son of Zeus. There's just a little FYI. People are like, no, he's the son of Zeus. There's a slight difference in the story. So if you're going from Roman to Greek. Okay. Bacchus was portrayed by Ryan McDonald this episode. And I think we have some pictures. Are we getting those those, uh, those photos up for our There's viewers cool at home? There we go. That's Bacchus with his wine. Mm-hmm. Doing his thing, chilling. Living you know, his life. Doing what you know, he do. Eating some grapes. Then Ryan McDonald is the one who played who portrayed Bacchus this episode and for the entire canon of magicians. You can also see him in Supernatural, Fringe, and Warehouse 13. Clearly a Canadian actor. Clearly Canadian. <laughs> oh, I love Don't even bring that up. Ah, I gotta get me to, to what's that? House Plus World Market. And so he was He's done a really good job. I really enjoyed him as Bacchus. It's sad to see him go, but, you know, 
I do. Bacchus is also the name of an aftershave, I discovered. <laughs> Uh, this epic, wonderful 1970s picture, and there's also an epic, wonderful 1970s commercial. That's only from the 70s? Yeah. That looks so Called much older than Bacchus. that. The 70s are 50, nearly 50 years ago uh, at this point. Yeah. Don't give me that sort of existential <laughs> crisis on air. And then, finally, Bacchus is alluded to in Titus Andronicus in the 2015 Globe uh, production of Titus Andronicus. They actually made him a, a character in the story, but he's not normally in it. Um, I can't think of the name he plays. Alan Cumming is in Titus Andronicus in 1995, 1999 film, mm-hmm. and he has an orgy to praise Bacchus. So A Bacchanalia? A Bacchanalia, exactly. Go. So you can go and see that if you want to watch Titus Andronicus. It's pretty intense. I mean, like, don't watch it with your parents. No. Um, don't watch it if you're about to eat. Just, you know, <laughs> it's tough. It's a tough film to get through. And that's it. Oh, uh, he's also referenced in Antigone. I only know this because I was in a production of Antigone and we had to do a whole thing about Bacchus. So, yeah. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, your God of the Week. A little bit of crossover. I talked about the the 12 uh, Olympians last week on the Titan Games. Hey. You know, Mount Olympus, Titan Games. That's the, the main challenge. But the Titans are actually the parents of the Olympians. Yeah, just you know. To get it, just to all get that it. stuff. Yeah. That's Yeah, we talked about it. Guys, let's get into some predictions. Or the parents of Olympians. Right. Okay. You got it. And now, you're after Buzz TV. <laughs> well, Did you just act it out? That's our... You guys gotta watch us. We make a lot of weird faces. A little Jake the Snake Roberts for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, who who wants to start out? What do we think about what happened with Marina? Uh, mm-hmm. Katie sort of projects some of that bad luck back onto her. Oh, yeah. She gets approached by somebody... It looked like Todd from the back? No. Question mark? No? No, we saw Am his I face. Wrong? Okay. Todd. Okay. Not somebody we know. Okay. Yeah. So who uh, do you guys think? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's... I don't think it's going to work how Katie thinks it's going to work, especially because he says that the magic on them is going to fizzle out pretty shortly. Uh, okay. uh, so I don't know if it's going to be enough bad luck to get her what she wants, but I think it's going to be enough bad luck to piss Marina off. Uh, so I don't know. I think I think she po- poked the bee's nest mm. unnecessarily, and I think that's going to come back to bite them when mm. they don't need any extra stress. Mm. Interesting. Uh, and I'm also I don't know. I'm really curious about what he pulled out of Bacchus. Like mm. we're getting this bits of mystery about what the monster is and where it comes from and its relation to the other gods, and also this thing like what what is it that he couldn't he literally couldn't give it back to him. He right. was like I can't give this to you. That's why I thought it was his heart. Like, so it was mm. like it, maybe it's a, become a part of. But yeah. I still think like it's Norian. something about else. like God magic or something, mm-hmm. especially the clue that she sees it as like this giant burning sun. Like to me, that says yeah. like energy or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Steph, what do you think? I think going off that, that he has this idea that he was somehow better than he is now. And Bacchus was saying, like, you'd have no idea kind of what you were doing before. Mm-hmm. So I think we're going to find out more about who he was and what he's capable of, which mm-hmm. I'm really interested in. But I think that's a whole season development kind of thing. And then we're going to find out who Alice was taken by. I hope it's an ally. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
Hopefully Julia starts charging up again. I would love to see that. Yeah, yeah Adrian. So, okay, Gods and Monsters is also like a play or something. I'm I'm just breaching or a film. I'm thinking about this. But it's also a I song think by Lana Del Rey. Yeah, there's a lot of Gods and Monsters references. And I think the monsters are actually just demons. So, because he said, we left you with your kind. And he said, and I, and I ate all of them. So I think we're kind of getting into more of a potentially demonic... Sure. Aspect. He and he does say that they have the same parents as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you know, if you want to go into the Christian beliefs, mm-hmm. uh, then then he could potentially be like a Satan-like character. In terms of Katie, Katie never gave uh, Marina the actual coins. She turned the bear into the coins, and so she actually never deactivated the spell. So she still carries the black card, which is the good luck. And so, so that's, that's not why she's out. able to. So it it might potentially fizzle do, out, but I think it's going to take more time for it to fizzle do out. Do we know that she didn't give her the coins? Because she took the bear at the end and she smacked her hand. Is down. that what she did? And I think that's what she was doing. Is that she was turning the bear into the coins, so that she didn't. So she would have seven coins mm. instead of two. So she has more magic even now. Um, to I to guess we'll potentially. See. I feel like Marina would be Marina. like. I feel like you would be able to feel the power of something. I don't know. I don't know. We'll Maybe, see. but that's just like the the feeling that I got is that Marina's gonna. It's gonna be a lot worse for Marina, and then I think it's gonna. You know, magic always has finds a way, so it's gonna bounce back on mm-hmm. Katie ten times. Worse, exactly. So, yeah. Basically, yeah. Long story short, my predictions. I don't think Marina's long for this world. I don't think. I think Again. something bad's coming to her oh, in this gosh. timeline, just like in the other one. Yeah. Uh, we'll get there, guys. Tweet us your predictions. Hit us up. Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. Be part of the conversation. Let's all talk about the magicians as season four rolls on. Uh, but guys, going down the table, where can they find you? Uh, guys, you can find me at Dog Like Nate. <laughs> you guys can find me at Steph Zabron on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me at Miss Adrian Snow. You can find me on all forms of social media at Time Matthews PMA as well as Thursday nights, not tomorrow night, but most Thursday nights, talking about the Titan Games after show, 9 p.m. Pacific, just like these nights. You can find me this Saturday at the Pack Theater, Jack Wrestling Comedy, our second oh. anniversary Ooh. show, Champions of Wrestling from Hollywood, You're all doing that sort full of stuff. Promotions. A lot of, yeah, get it all out there. You can find me in a CVS commercial and on General Hospital hey. as the recurring nurse land. Get Congrats. it. Watch so. that, guys. <laughs> until next week, we'll be right back here, same time, same channel, talking episode four, but until then. Peace. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Meninos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> Not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 